What is up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Dental Student Vibes podcast. I'm your host, Seth Kalish, and I'm here today with Matt Havis, and we are vibing today. Uh, Today, we're talking about how to start a business club in your dental school or your uh, pre-dental program. So, Matt, when did we uh, when did we first join the business club? I think we joined the on the first day. There's like a club fair, and we joined at the booth that they had, and it was, you know we just paid a, a fee, and we were members. Easy as that. I mean, I think we were one of the first people to join as well because our club's relatively new for our school. Right, it's one of the newer clubs. So I, I mean. I really like the club in general just because it's no nonsense and we actually have a very good faculty in charge and he's pretty awesome in terms of uh, putting out good information for us because he's a practicing dentist and a uh, successful dental practice broker once he stopped practicing. So, I mean, we've learned a lot in the short time we've been in the club and now that we've been in it for a little while, we're starting to take over as officers in it and we're starting to put out a lot of quality information for our members. So this topic today, this comes from uh, one of our listeners. His name is Elad Ziegler. So shout out Elad. So I'm going to read the message to you guys. Good morning. I'm Elad, a dental student at the Hebrew University in Jerusalem, Israel. I've been following your podcast for a while and listened to all the episodes. Just started episode 28. And I have to say, your work is amazing. Thanks, Elad. Uh, I had a question. You guys talk a lot about the business club. At my university, there is no such thing, but I really like to set one up. Do you have tips on how to start something like that? How to build a curriculum? Do you get funding from your university? Sadly, we get zero business skills in the university, and I think something like this would really benefit the students. Thanks for your time, and keep up your amazing work. Well, shout out Elad. Thanks for the message, brother. So why don't we break this down, Matt? We'll go one question at a time. All right. So first question... Um, do you have any tips on how to start something like that? Well, first of all, I think that most people understand that they are not going to learn all the business stuff in through, through their regular curriculum in dental school. At least I hope they don't assume that because they're going to get disappointed by that. Right. So, you know, you, this is something that we kind of got to go above and beyond and learn uh, on our own time, on our own accord. So first things first, how do we set it up? So first, of course, you would go to your administration. Um, You would go and ask, okay, what's the process for starting a club or starting a group? And you could make it affiliated with the school or you can make it not affiliated with the school. Um, I think a great way to get everybody together um, and kind of establish like a baseline for interest in the club is... um, with a club fair, but then of course make a Facebook group. That's really easy. Oh yeah, you know to keep track of everything. It's a lot of politics initially because we we've, we've done it and everything. At least in our school, um, you have to go and get approved by the uh, uh, administration. So you got to go to like the assistant dean, whoever it may be, and then we also had to go in front of um, the student government committee and then we had to we had to meet with them so by doing both of those you have to make sure they're both on the same page and typically um if it's very unique and at least at our school if it's unique and you have good ideas and it's very you know 
so like student driven and everything you don't rely on anyone else for a lot and you can do it yourself and take the initiative usually gets um approved rel relatively quickly because if it's not and it kind of overlaps then they'll just say rather than starting another club just partner up with them we right. we had that happen right. as well for a club so idea we, had. we we try to start a cosmetic club and it, all the uh kind of things we wanted to do fell under another club that was already established called operative so they just kind of said, oh, well, you can just do it with this other club. So, you know, and we, and we did. We got to bring in uh, a couple people who talked about cosmetics. Um, now, the operative club is kind of like the cosmetic club. Yeah. With a different name. Yeah. <laughs> so, but anyways, the, the main goal isn't about, you know, starting the club or whatever. The, the main goal is you actually learning the material, right? Exactly. That is the underlying goal. So let's continue. So you go and you talk to administration. How do I uh, go through and set up? Uh, a new club usually they want to see some sort of commitment so you go around your school talk to your buddies and say hey i'm starting this business club can you guys like sign a petition or something like that and kind of get a roster and i think um we did it and i think we hit 50 people no no, I no, no. Mean, we when we did the club fair we had a list of 68 members or we had like more than that but then we had 68 paid members and because we did like um we, we like really went up to people and we were like talking face to face like, hey, this is all the stuff we're going to do this year. Like, um, why, not, why don't you join? Like, and everybody's very interested. So we ended up getting a lot of people signing yeah. up. Well, we, we did a like a like a kind of like a dry run of like a petition first, seeing who would be interested. And we hit like 50 people and within like a couple hours, just going up to people and like, hey, what do you think of this? And they're like, yeah, I'll sign it. That was then. And then we, we did the club fair and then we hit like 68 members immediately because people realize like if you explain to them or whatever and articulate it. So just be like, hey, you don't learn this very, I mean, thoroughly in dental school. You could easily, you know, pick up members like that. And a lot of times by picking up these members, you know, you're going to show like how successful the club may, like can be. And I think at our school, the business club now is, I think, the second largest representative behind ASDA. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's it's pretty awesome. But also, let me clarify that we didn't start the club. Like, we didn't do that initial paperwork. Um, we our, our buddy, Josh Ospina, uh, started the club. And we basically just helped him get a lot, a lot more members. Exactly. So shout out, Josh. Um, okay, so that's that's a little bit of the administrative stuff. Um, so first things first, talk to the school, see how the process of um, setting up the club, uh, and then get your members situated. Good thing to do is put have all the members put their names on an Excel sheet and uh, all their emails so that you can contact them. And then, like I said before, Facebook group. That's easy to do. Uh, add all the members on Facebook. Uh, the other thing to do, make an Instagram. You know, everybody's on, I feel, on Instagram more these days than on Facebook. So it's a, it's a lot easier to uh, keep everybody informed that way. And you don't really have to post anything uh, special. It's just got to be, you know, club meeting dates, whatever. It, it, it's more about... That's all we do. Yeah. I mean, it, just keep them notified. No big deal. Okay. So let's see what else. Um, oh, another thing, too, is we also put out a newsletter every so oh, often right. saying what we have planned and everything just updates and we do that as an email just so you're getting multiple avenues of communication so you hit them with the facebook group but then you're also hitting them with the uh the email and by doing it both ways some people don't check facebook all the time or if somebody's you know really adamant about checking their email 
that's another way to get to them. And the secretary of our club's name's Cole. He's awesome. He puts out crazy cool emails, pictures, quotes by you know famous business men and women. Like he does, he does a really good job with these newsletters. Right. So that's he another does. good idea. Shout out Cole. He'll be on the uh, the podcast soon. Um, okay. So now you know this is the business club. So technically, you're running it like a business, right? Exactly. So one of the things that you have to do is create your business systems so that your um, club will run fluidly. And one of the most common ways that people run businesses um, with like a board and all of that stuff. You have your exec board. That's how you set it up is using Robert's rules of order and you establish like your positions within the club, like your hierarchy. So president, vice president, treasurer. Um, when we, we extended um, the positions so that more people can help out, which helps the club grow. But then also, you know, it, it looks good on your resume. Whenever, you know, if you're applying to residency, you're applying to, um, uh, to a job, any of that sort of stuff. So we added, what do we add? We had, um, so we have president, vice president, uh, treasurer, uh, secretary, and then we have outreach, outreach. Finding, finding people to, uh, you know, present for the club and everything. Right. So that's a big one because you always want, you know, good people, people that you'll draw in a crowd with, you know, we, we always shoot for people where it's kind of obscure of what they can like bring to the table, things that they haven't heard of yet. And we do that for all clubs we're a part of, you right. know, like something so, different. Outreach coordinator. That yeah. was the name of that one. Then we also have uh, sergeant at arms and that uh, generally that's kind of like who, who sets up the meetings, like um, just, just the uh, logistics of where the meetings taking place. And if, if we need like whatever supplies, tables, food, all that sort of stuff that fa- kind of falls under sergeant at arms and then um, the other really good uh, positions to have in any club is a D1 representative, D2 representative, D3, D4. And that will help uh, communication. So you, so you give those people the responsibility to communicate with uh, each of the classes. And I think that that's, you know, they're, they're going to be in the class. So you say any D1s uh, who want to apply for D1 representative, it's open and you know, they, they know their own class better than anybody else would. And then you're also giving, like the club is giving back to the school by allowing more leadership positions to the, yeah. to the classes. So, I mean, you think about it, there's only one president for each club. So what's that like? Let's say you have 10 clubs at the school. Only 10 people could be in a, like a president role. And then positions are scarce. So by adding more positions, it gives people more opportunities right. to be active in their Right. And, you career. know, honestly... The way to pick, I think, the way to pick uh, who, um, unless you do it, because um, we, we didn't do elections, because uh, we, we kind of just accelerated the process. This was before the club fair. So um, we, we just kind of said, please send in your applications, and then we'll just kind of choose. And we picked whoever's the most passionate, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's, that's the way to do it. We had them send in letters of intent. Right. And, I mean, they... Like you think like, oh, it's like they could like BS it, but the people that applied really went all out. They, they wrote some really great letters of intent. It was hard to choose. Yeah, it was definitely hard to choose. Um, so let's see what else here. So we broke down the uh, starting the, the club, um, how to set up the structure. Um, let's see what else. So his next question was, um, oh, how to build the curriculum. Okay, so honestly... I think that 
it's great to have a basics of business of dentistry, just kind of get everybody uh, informed on how an office is run, like just the different roles that are available, yeah. all of that sort of stuff. And I gave a, um, a, uh, a lecture on that. It was called Crash Course uh, in, of the Business of Dentistry or something like that. Yeah. And it, it's one of the first episodes of the podcast. You can, you can go back and take a look at it. Um, but I think that that gives everybody a nice baseline and then we kind of all grow together from there. Yeah. I, and you need the, you need to understand the terms. So if you're saying like interest, you know, capital, whatever the term may be, you want people on the same page. That way you don't lose them before you actually get to the meat of whatever you're talking about. Because there's a lot of times where if, I mean, you're listening to something, if you don't understand a certain word, you're not going to get the point of whatever you're talking about. And just like dentistry, how it has its own language, business has its own language. So you got to pick up and understand those things. That way you can apply it and make it memorable. So you can actually, you, you know, use it one day rather than just sitting there just to say you went. Right. So during the club fair, uh, when we had everybody, they were just right. Like I said, they're writing their names down and their emails down on the Excel sheet. So one of the other things you said, Hey, why don't you just write, um, any topics that you're interested in and just put it in another column. And so we did that. We created a whole list of that. And then on our Facebook group, we started a poll and we said, which of these topics are you guys the most interested in? And the, we did the poll and you know, it's kind of what you would expect. Like management was a big one. Yeah. Power and, the people. You yeah. Know, they, yeah. I mean, people will come to hear what they want to hear. You know, if they, if they don't want to hear it, you know, you always have like different, demographics of people that show up to these meetings and it's like always like you have some people that show up because they really care and they want to learn then you get the people that show up for the food you provide afterwards right. you know so that, yeah. that that happens as well so you get the good with the bad so put out the information that people want to hear you know right another important point we need to touch on is the dues so how do you figure out what to charge for your dues um i mean just like in dentistry like if you want to figure out like fees you look at your area that's what we did. We looked at the clubs at our school and we saw the dues and we try to keep it around that. You yeah. don't want to charge an exorbitant amount and that sometimes, you know, deters people from joining because they don't want to pay that huge fee at the beginning. Right. So, I mean, we kept it an average. What what are our dues right now? I, I think, think it was just 20 bucks. Yeah. And I mean, the 20 bucks, it just helps the club get through the semester like that's right. paying for food for certain meetings, you know, if we bring in speakers. Um, a lot of times though, like we discuss, uh, some of the speakers come and then they'll actually provide food as like a courtesy for speaking. Right. And so, you know, when you, when you go to speak with, uh, whoever the speakers are that are coming in, you just say, Hey, you know, many of our members like to show up and this is at the end of the school day and everybody's exhausted. And a lot of people will show up more often. I mean, just being honest, we'll show up more often if there's if there's dinner provided. So you just kind of frame it as you know, it's a, a dinner and dentistry sort of thing. You know, exactly. So you, you speak, you eat, and everything. It yeah. turns in more of like a workshop, like a CE sort of thing. You know, it gives it more of like a like a formal feeling because some people just show up, they listen, they leave early or whatever. You know, some people show up for the food. You know, think about it. If you have less money now and the food is provided, sometimes it's an incentive to get more people to show up. Right. So, I mean, and we really appreciate every time um, people, you know, decide to provide food for us. Absolutely. And a big thing, too, is whatever speakers come in, whether they provide food, whatever, just because they, they took time out of their day, out of their lives to come speak and, you know, give their wealth of knowledge to us, always give some sort of 
recognition, you know, whether it's sending them a thank you or whatever, or, you know, round of applause, whatever it may be, make them feel that their time was worth it by, you know, recognition. Exactly. So um, why don't we talk about the curriculum next? His question okay. was, um, how do we, how to build the curriculum for the business club? All right. So some of the topics that uh, we were going to speak about, or we're going to have speakers come in and speak about, uh, were career planning, uh, effective associateships, student loans, financial performance, and then of course a big one is practice acquisitions, uh, case acceptance, marketing systems, and then we also have like breaking down like the actual specifics of the business of dentistry, such as profit, growth, new patients, and then you can go into kind of a section about management. So. Uh, team performance management and then like how to have your staff do phones and billing and insurance and then uh, back another uh, important point is location analysis and then of course uh, finally wealth creation so a lot of these um, topics you can kind of think about at, in the timeline of den dentistry as you progress so you could start out right when you come out what are you going to do? You're usually looking for an associateship of some sort. Or, you know, if you're looking for uh, a practice to purchase or a de novo uh, startup, you know, you can go down that path. But uh, a lot of people are looking for associateships. So mm -hmm. what are we going to uh, have people come in and talk about? Interviewing, uh, what they're looking for in interviewees. Um what, the what different are, companies that you can, right. you know, the usual companies you can go to, trying to find one. Because you, you could do corporate, you could go to a private practice that somebody owns. I mean, there's all different avenues in terms of finding associateships. Right. Um, you could also do, if you're starting your own, look, you could do, um, you know, practice brokers or whatever on, like, locations for demographics. What areas are going to be very saturated, which right. are going to be less saturated. That can help for, like, a de novo startup. You can do um, in terms of practice acquisition. If you've got the money, you know you could buy your own practice if you feel confident. Um, how to go about buying the practice? We um, we also do stuff for like marketing. How to you know once you're at, let's say right. you own so the practice. Right. So going like just down the timeline, right? Exactly. So, yeah. So, so that would be like further on. As they uh, so I think the first things that you start out with. Um, I know on dental nachos they call it baby age dentist. It's somebody I think it's like one one year out of school, zero yeah. to one year out of school or something like that. Um, and just think about the first things that you're going to need to do. So you're going to need to have a financial advisor come in and talk to you. Like these are the insurances you're going to need, Dis disability, exactly. maybe life, like, I mean, whatever, whatever you need to get. Um, and then just trying to understand those. Another good person to come in and talk is somebody to talk about insurances. I mean, it might be boring. But it's a dry subject, but it's a necessary subject. Yeah. So you just kind of learn about those. Um, and then, so this is just like kind of still in your associateship. So also maybe even have like a, a lawyer who's like dental specific. They can come in and talk about your contracts, you know, uh, uh, non-compete, you know, covenant, all mm -hmm. that sort of stuff. And so then the next step would be, so like, let's say that you're, you're situated as a, um, a, new, a, new dentist, a new dentist and now you're thinking about, okay, it's time to buy a practice. So now you're going to move on to a uh, practice broker, right? Maybe somebody who deals with location analysis, like Dentographics is a great mm -hmm. company. Um, real estate agent. Real estate. 
all of that um, sort of with stuff. focus on you know practice acquisition like yeah. stuff like that commercial um an accountant obviously accountant financial CPA. planner like those are all the types of speakers that you could have come in and speak and um, a lot of times too they they usually want to like they like to share it's their passion doing what they do and then they'll like to come in we we hardly ever find someone that just flat out says no right we you plan around their schedule to try to get it you know far in advance so that way they can accommodate but usually they're pretty receptive to doing it right and then uh moving farther along uh let's say that you've purchased your practice now let's think about what we need we need somebody who can do marketing it's usually good to outsource that mm-hmm. at least you know um somebody you know like you've got all your different reps that come to the office you just financial think of any planner of those. again yeah you know trying to control you know hopefully if you can uh, install a 401k plan for your employees, stuff like that, you know, different things to incentivize people to work for you, you know, all these special things. And then you could co- right. have someone come talk about like, um, the impact of CEs or whatever is a good one. So which, what, which would be a good financial CE to like take in terms of like, cause you do business CEs, um, and then what you could get for like your purchasing power of that's CE. So if you want to do like implants or whatever, is it a good idea to do implants or and stuff like that? You could do stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, you could honestly just have like an implant rep come in exactly. and like demonstrate. It doesn't really matter because like you can you can cross over into other things. It doesn't yeah. have to be it can solely... get slightly clinical because the, the clinical portion makes you the money to run your business. You know, so I wouldn't say go go full on clinical where it's like okay, we're gonna have an implant workshop, but talk about like you could do how you make the money using these things what are big money makers for a practice you know i mean this is the business club it has to deal with running a business right so these are all like reps exactly from different companies but i'll tell you one of the like usually some of our best speakers are just actual dentists that want to come in and like they just run really successful practices like dr rick stanley you know he's he's, he gave a great uh a great talk, and then of course Dr. Barrett as well. So I mean, they they both gave great great talks about how they run their businesses, mm-hmm. their their practices, and you. I I feel like you might even learn more from just having dentists come in and talk than reps. You know. Yeah. Okay, so honestly, it's really just your preference. You know, your preference and your club's preference. It's not your club. It's it's uh, the club's club. All the members. You know, the club's club. The club's club. You know. <laughs> So, um, I think we, we hit all the questions yeah, here. I mean, so, and you know, we're not, you know, masters at, you know, club starting and club, you know, running and stuff like that. This is just what we do and what works for us. Right. So don't use us as like, you know, like concrete, you know, I'm sure people, there's people out there that do it better than us, but this is just some insight on how we do it and what we do to make our business club you know, as successful as it can be. Well, I mean, we, I think we were successful because we had we, that many members. Did. I mean, sec- second place up, so. to uh, ASDA, I'll take that. Yeah. Because you know, everyone wants to be an ASDA. Yeah. Well, they kind of like make you be an ASDA. But. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, we hope we answer your question, Elad. Um, please keep sending questions. You know, we love answering questions for you guys. Uh, message us on Instagram at dental.student.vibes. Um, we also dropped an ebook on Amazon. So that link to that ebook is in the description. Seven hacks to boost your dental school application. Check it out. Um, and then we also started a GoFundMe. Uh, so feel free to donate on the GoFundMe. You know, this is just to help uh, support our monthly payments to support the podcast, uh, get some better equipment, you know, 
you know, all the logistics and other maintenance fees and stuff like that. So if you love the podcast, feel free to donate. If you hate the podcast, feel free to donate. Yeah. I, it doesn't make sense, but yeah, <laughs> we, we don't mind. Exactly. <laughs> um, thank you guys for listening as always, and stay tuned for our next episode.